you are listening to By the Book. Because if you don't look at the world through the Bible, you will never see it right. Welcome to By the Book. This is Alan Griffith, your host for episode 28. I'm glad you're with us. We've been talking about the rapture, although the truth is we've been talking about a whole lot surrounding the rapture, trying to get a larger biblical picture of where the rapture fits into God's plan and therefore what the rapture means to us. Now, Jesus Christ promised he would come back. I love that promise. Jesus Christ said he was coming again. And I believe he could come at any time. And that's a part of the reason we're into this series, to kind of get an understanding of, well, why would we think that? Why would we think that he could come at any time? So that's what we're working through. I hope you're ready that if he, if he came today, that you would be taken to be with him. Now, I, I would be thrilled if he'd come today. Now, I'm doing this presentation be, before you're going to hear it. Uh, but I could tell you that, that I hope even before I finish what I'm doing right now, he would come back. And uh, I hope you're ready if he does. Lots of people aren't. Lots of people don't believe he's coming back. Lots of people do not believe that this thing called the rapture, the coming again of Christ, to take the church up to be with him. Uh, some people don't believe it's going to happen at all. So we're in the midst of the discussion. And again, I hope you're with us. If you've not been with us, I hope you'll go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes uh, because we're coming down the home stretch. Uh, get near the end of this series. Last time we talked about the church getting started, and we talked about Israel being blinded. Uh, we noted that the church is made up primarily of Gentiles with just a, a small number of Jews. But listen, the time is going to come uh, when the church is going to be complete. And the church age, the time in which we're living, this unique time, the church age, will be finished. And then the Lord is going to turn to finish his work with the nation of Israel. The prophecies we've looked at in Daniel 9 tell us that there's still uh, a work for God to do with the nation of Israel, an incredible work. And we will make some more reference to that. But what I want to get to today is to think about how this process of God dealing with Israel, then with the church, and then he's going to go back to Israel, uh, how is that described in Scripture? And there is a passage where it is described somewhat uh, concisely. Now, it can be a little hard to grasp, uh, but Paul gives us a picture in Romans 11. Now, we've already made reference to Romans 11 five to seven. I want to take a moment to refer to that passage and put it in uh, to context. So I'm in Romans 11. If you have your Bible open, I'm glad you do. Turn there. If you don't have a Bible handy, catch up with us later. But Paul has been talking about Israel in Romans chapters 9 and 10 and now 11. Chapter 9, we usually think of God talking about Israel and his dealings with them in the past. Chapter 10, the present. Chapter 11, the future. So chapter 11 begins with Paul saying this, I say then, hath God cast away his people? 
Is God completely done with Israel? Well, I'm not going to go to every verse and and every statement made, but in verse 2, he says this, God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. And then he gives an illustration back to the time of Elijah when it seemed like the whole nation of Israel was turned against God. And we get a reminder from Paul that even in that day, in the days of Elijah, Israel was so much in idolatry, he tells tells us there were 7,000 who had not bowed the knee to Baal. In other words, they had not gone into the false worship of Baal. Well, where we were in Paul's day and where we might be today, we would we would wonder, well, where where are the people of Israel? Well, Paul says in verse 5, even so then at this present time, just like back in the days of Elijah, even so then at this present time also there is a remnant. Remnant, we pointed out, means a small group. It carries the idea of the leftovers. Everybody's in in unbelief, but there's this small group that uh, continues to believe, and Paul refers to them as uh, a remnant according to the election of grace. Now, verse 7, Paul says, what then? Israel, that is Israel the nation, the whole nation, Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for. And what Israel sought was to be right with God by their own works. But uh, God doesn't accept people based on their works. And so Paul says, Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, this small group, this remnant. And then he says this, and the rest were blinded. Now, that's the time that we're living in. That's where we are. Small group of Jewish people are coming to Christ. We praise the Lord for every single one of them. God is primarily dealing with the Gentiles, uh, but Israel as a nation, the larger body, is blinded. So we need to see that. We need to understand that. Now, I want to move on to another place in chapter 11, Romans chapter 11, beginning in verse 13 and all going all the way through verse 29. We could go all the way through to the end of the chapter, but that will be sufficient for us. So Romans 11, 13 to 29 is a, a very powerful statement, and Paul is going to describe the access of Israel and the Gentiles to the blessings of salvation. Now, that's what this passage is going to be about, and I want to give you uh, some description of it, and then we're going to work our way through the text. I remember when I was learning to preach in Bible college, one of the professors said that when you preach, what you do is you tell them what you're going to tell them, and then you tell them, and then you tell them what you told them. Well, I don't know if we're going to go quite that far or not, but I want to start by kind of telling you what I'm going to tell you. I want to give you a preview of these verses because they can be a little sticky, but I want to talk about them, give you a picture, and then we'll come back. Hopefully in this session, uh, we'll come back and, and work our way through the verses 
themselves. But in this passage, Romans 11, 13 to 29, Paul is going to describe, as we said, the access of Israel and the Gentiles to the blessings of salvation. Now, in this passage, he will refer to the root of a tree. He will refer to the tree itself, which he calls an olive tree. And then he will refer to each group, Israel and the Gentiles, as branches of the tree. Israel is referred to as natural branches, and the Gentiles as wild branches grafted into the tree. Get that picture? So there's going to be a root of a tree, there's going to be the tree itself, and there's going to be the branches of the tree, and this all has to do with the blessings of salvation. Now, the root is ultimately Christ and the salvation he offers. So when we see that, I want you to get that in your mind. We'll come back to it, talk about it. The root is ultimately Christ and the salvation he offers. Then there is the olive tree produced from the root. Who or what is that? Now listen, it is not Israel. And that's where some people go astray. They think that's Israel. No, it is not Israel. It is Abraham and the blessings of the Abrahamic covenant. Now, how can we understand that? Well, we've talked about the first promise to Abraham in the Abrahamic covenant. I hope you were with us for that, or you'll go back and and catch up with us. But we talked about the first promise to Abraham in the Abrahamic covenant. God promised he would make of Abraham a great nation, and he did. That was the nation of Israel that came from the physical seed of Abraham and his descendants. They were indeed the natural branches. We'll see that referred to here in chapter 11 of Romans. However, There was another promise to Abraham in the Abrahamic covenant. In Genesis 12 and verse 3, the Lord said this to Abraham. After saying, I'll make of you a great nation, now he gives this other promise. Here it is. In thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now that promise was to open the door to salvation for the Gentiles. Listen to Galatians 3, 6 to 9. I'm going to read it to you. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, here it is, 
Genesis 12, 3, in thee shall all the nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Now I want you to notice something. It does not say that when the Gentiles believe, they become part of Israel. Israel is made up of the natural descendants of Abraham. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, his name was changed to Israel. His 12 sons fathered the 12 tribes of Israel. That's Israel, the natural descendants. Now, there are those who are going to try to tell you today that when uh, a Gentile gets saved, a person gets saved, well, they become part of Israel. No, no, you don't. You become the child of, of Abraham, but there's many children of Abraham, even physically, other than Isaac and then Jacob. So it doesn't say that when Gentiles believe, they become part of Israel. It says they are children of Abraham. So I want you to see that the covenant that God made with Abraham in Genesis is for the Jews and the Gentiles. But the blessings come on those who come to God by faith. It doesn't matter whether you're part of Israel or if you're a Gentile. The only way you get to God is by faith. It is said of Abraham, he believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now that's critical. That's foundational. Remember, we pointed out that it was stated in Genesis 15, 6, that Abraham believed God, it was counted to him for righteousness. And as we pointed out, that is when Abraham got saved. The blessing of righteousness by faith seen in Abraham is available to all. That's what makes this concept so important. Abraham believed God. That's what gave him a righteous standing with God. Any person, Jew or Gentile, who comes to God must come by faith, and that's what makes you a child of God. And of course, it's faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when Paul talked about this in Romans 4, verses 9 to 11, he asked, he's probing this, because it's Romans 4 where Paul, uh, Abraham getting saved by faith is discussed in a lot of detail. So in Romans 4, 9 to 11, uh, Paul asks this question, and then he answers it. But here's what he says. Cometh this blessedness, the blessedness of what? Being righteous before God by faith, never by works, righteous before God by faith. So he asked the question, cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only? Is it only for Israel? Or upon the uncircumcision also? Is it for the Gentiles too? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. Still reading Paul, he says, how was it reckoned? Was he, was Abraham in circumcision or uncircumcision? 
The idea is when he got saved, was he had he already been circumcised or not? Paul's answer as he goes on, not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And then the middle of verse 11 says this, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. Now, listen, Israel, blinded right now, but Israel has great blessings waiting for them, but those blessings will finally come when they believe. And I'm not going to pursue all that's waiting, Israel. We've we've alluded to it. We've taken note of it. I'm not going to go into the detail of it in this particular series. But these great promises that God has for Israel that we've been talking about, they are going to finally come to Israel when Israel believes. To get the blessings of God, you must believe. Gentiles have blessings waiting for them right now. But they will only receive them if they believe. Now, what must be believed? What has to be believed ultimately by Israel and by the church, by people who would be brought into the church? What do they have to believe? The great truth of Jesus Christ the gospel truth of Jesus Christ. Israel refused him. That's why they have been left desolate. That's why they are blinded, because when he came and he offered himself as the Messiah Prince, he offered himself as their Savior. They refused him. They crucified him, and judgment came on them. But you know what? He's going to come back to them. He's going to come back to them at the time he sets up his kingdom. And when they see him come in glory, the whole nation will believe. I wish we were going to take time to talk about all that, but we just can't do it in this particular series. Now, the Gentiles, that's Israel, the Gentiles are brought into the church. When? When they believe. But let me tell you, their time, because the time of the church age, their time may be short. Now, with that introduction, uh, I want to begin to walk through Romans 11, uh, 13 to 29. But you know what? Uh, We've used up our time for this episode. But that's where we are, and that's where I want to pick up next time. I hope you'll be with us because I want you to see this incredible picture in Romans 11 of how God is dealing with Israel, dealing with the Gentiles, how that's going to come to an end. And then we're going to really focus on so, why, and when the rapture. That's where we'll be next time. Lord bless you.